0: every team, every topic, everywhere this is believe. Welcome to the Kingdom of Pod, Jeff Caves here in Flower Mound, Texas on the Believe Podcast Network brought to you by Ben Online talking Boise State football coming up a little deeper dive into the college football playoff how it may be impacting uh, Boise State specifically the expansion of the CFP what that may mean and what's going on with name image and likeness as other states around the country are ramping up and bracing to get that started what is Idaho doing and is it time to start pouring beer and anything else they possibly can throughout Albertson Stadium. First, there's been a lot of discussion about expanding the college football playoff, and at face value, as we look at it from a group of five Boise State perspective, seems like a great idea. The first thing that everybody's going to have to decide upon is the number of teams to expand by, and it seems like most are settling on this notion of going to uh, eight teams in the college football playoff, so... That's doubling it from where we are today and let's just start with the stuff on the field because I know that that's the majority of where people are interested in it and if there's one thing we should have learned by now that makes the NCAA basketball tournament go, it's the underdog. That's what gets people tuned in and extremely excited about seeing those upsets in the first couple of days of the tournament and then following them throughout. So, I think guaranteed access for the group of five in an expanded uh, college football playoff is required for a few reasons, but it gives the upset potential in that tournament of eight. uh, I guess the the small market interest and the rest of the country and a feel-good story possibility, and we can go down the line of Central Florida or Boise State teams that would have had A tremendous run perhaps in an eight-team playoff. We'll never find out back then, but we may find out coming up. So I think that for on-the-field reasons, there's a lot of interest in seeing a mandatory group of five uh, appearance in an expanded college football playoff. From a financial perspective, right now in a four-team playoff structure with no group of five representation pretty much ever, you're getting about 15% of the revenue that the college football playoff kicks off. That's still a considerable number. Uh, It's like a million dollars. And if you were to expand that playoff and raise that number up to maybe even $2 million, then you can start understanding how we may be getting to a point where they're going to have to be conscious about the number of games that they play in college football because the better players are getting sensitive to playing too many games at the collegiate level, getting hurt and affecting their possible payday in the NFL. So they may get to a point where they cut a regular season game out of a schedule. And if that happened to the group of five and it was a non-conference game, of course, that they would cut, well, that's a big payday. And by compensating... The group of five with a mandatory appearance in the college football playoff and having the amount of money that the networks pay to televise that 18 playoff go up by close to you know doubling the number, then if they could double the number or come close to it that would be made available to every group of five school as they're cut from the college football playoff, then you could conceivably say, yeah, You don't have to have that other non-conference football game. You could afford to cut that out of your schedule because look how much more money we're getting you this way. Uh, Additionally, I think another asset when you look at the whole thing is the government play and the pressure that the Supreme Court's putting on the NCAA is noticeable. If you go back through history and look at the BCS, and what happened with Orrin Hatch and how he pressured uh, Dr. Kustra and how he pressured Congress to look at the inequities of the non-guaranteed access uh, and the cartel-like ways of the old BCS against the smaller schools, it had an impact. I thought it moved the needle. And they don't want to talk about if you're the big power Uh, Schools in college football. You don't want to hear discussions uh, like cartel or price fixing um, or all the different antitrust things that the Supreme Court may be raining down on them in a month or two, anyway. So I think for all those reasons, you're going to see guaranteed group of five access. I think one thing that we are learning from this has to do with the American Athletic Conference and what Mike Oresco would like to see done. Uh, I'll get to that in just one second. Remember, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. And get fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Before we move on, though, from uh, the idea of the college football playoff and expansion, you know it's it's the dream and ideal of Mike Risco and the American Athletic Conference that they be named the sixth power conference, and they want a guaranteed uh, spot in the expanded college football playoff. Uh, I think part of the motivation, of course, uh, to inviting Boise State, San Diego State and or Air Force or Colorado State or whoever else they can get into the American Athletic Conference is to weaken the Mountain West to the point where they can go to the uh, folks at the college football playoff and everywhere else that would listen to them and say, hey, uh, why not just give a guaranteed spot to the AAC? We've got all the teams in here anyway. You don't have to share as much money with us as you would with the rest of the group of five. Uh, I I think there's a lot of uh, problems with that in in Congress and all those uh, particular schools would have uh, legislative representatives that could be up in arms about things like that. I think uh, those involved in college football are getting pretty sensitive to that right now. I do think that it was well worth Oresco's effort, though, to to get that across. I just don't see that as a plausible alternative anymore. For whatever reason, uh, I don't see it. Uh, I do see change coming about through legislative pressure we, we've all seen that happen so uh, we'll have to stay with that uh, for the moment so when we look at this expanded playoff uh, going from four to eight uh, of course every power five champion would have access I think a group of five champion will have access and then I think the next two will be at large uh, the format for getting these eight teams I hope is along the lines of what I just described if it's the best eight teams and we get back to the committee approach, uh, anything's going to happen. And you may not have a group of five representative. I think we're getting away from the committee approach and uh, they're getting back to uh, more just cut and dried, uh, settling on the field stuff. So I don't think that that's necessarily in the cards here. It seems like that would be going backwards. And while you could argue that it's been great for the sport and the attention and the publicity and all that. I think progress has spoken louder than any of that, and they're going to move away from it. Uh, they'd still need the committee though uh, to be put together to come up with these two at large teams that it may lighten the load or even lower the number of people involved in the committee or however that ultimately works out. Uh, so I think that's a good thing. I think that's what we're headed for. Uh, of course, none of us know for sure that's just a guess per se. I did take a look though, uh, back at how this all, you know would look if we went back to 2019, a more normal year. and if we had an 18 playoff in 2019 at the conclusion of that year, remember, in 2019, the top four teams in the CFP were number one LSU. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Number four, uh, Oklahoma. And I looked at that and said, okay, well, uh, that would be fine. But who would come in at, at five, six, seven, and eight if we used my format of power five champs, group of five champ at highest rated, and then two at large teams? And you would add to this mix Georgia five, Oregon six, who would win the Pac 12, Baylor seven. And then Memphis, who was ranked ahead of Boise State in the 2019 CFP final poll, uh, they would have been in as the official uh, group of five member. So I took it a look further uh, because there's other implications of all of this, and I'll I'll talk about the bowl situation in a second, and we'll also talk about name, image, and likeness. But the, the bowl games would be interesting because there's a lot of complications when you start talking about postseason in college football and expanding a playoff. And I could tell you because I work right now uh, in sales uh, for the first responder bowl in uh, Dallas played at SMU. And I also work with ESPN events on some of their other games like the Frisco bowl or the armed forces bowl, or I could have an opportunity to work with many of their different bowls if I can get the sponsors put together, but that. Sponsorship that I'm talking about, that organizational structure, which is a year round entity putting together sponsors, is the complication. So when you start looking at how these bulls are organized with their own sponsors for this, that, and the other, and you start trying to sort of merge that with other venues, with their own sponsors that are on the field, on the fixed signage, and all these other ways that sponsorships are activated in these other cities there's a real challenge here with all of that and i took that into consideration but i'll get into that in a second if you looked at the 18 playoff well lsu and ohio state would have buys so they'd set it out and most people are going with the idea that those other teams those six teams those three games would have to be campus bowls and How are you going to get people to attend these games uh, that early? Uh, Would they really travel that much if you had them in predetermined sites? I don't think so. Uh, I think you're going to get, you know, you got conference championships now, which could determine mandatory berths into the uh, college football playoff, and that is sold ahead of time. So I think you're going to have to go to campus bowls with those three games and I think there would be a, a decent, you know, argument that uh, every year, if the group of five is ranked uh, in the eighth position, and and they end up, you know, having to go on the road every single year, uh, so be it. Well, in the year that I described uh, in 2019, Memphis would have had to travel to Clemson. <laughs> that probably, that probably wouldn't have ultimately went too well, but it would have maybe even worked out for Boise State depending upon how the rules and how they can go. uh, Remember, right now the group of five is guaranteed access to the New Year's Day six. So if it changes to getting access to the uh, eight-team college football playoff and they drop that other requirement, well, the Cotton Bowl would have lost Memphis and there's no guarantee they would have added Boise State. In fact, they probably wouldn't, but that's who would have technically been available under the old rules to jump into that bowl game. But that's not a bad game. You know, Clemson and Memphis, Memphis have the work cut out for them, but there's sort of that underdog that maybe people are looking for. You know, Oklahoma and Baylor would have had to play in Norman. That could have been trouble. Uh, that may have been their third meeting of that particular season. Uh, that that That's always going to be a challenge in these environments where you could have teams that just met in the conference championship uh, have to meet again. I'm sure they'd work to to stay away from that. You'd also have Georgia. You'd have had Georgia against Oregon, and they would have had to have played that in Athens, or maybe they'd settle on Atlanta. Uh, That means Oregon would have been bumped out of the Rose Bowl and Georgia bumped out of the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Baylor, by the way, in that matchup with Oklahoma, wouldn't have went to the Sugar. So there's there's a lot of these complications. And will they roll in bowl games into this environment or not? I think that's what's taking so much time to work on. Uh, I think they... Uh, Will probably stay away from that, which, you know, when you look at the bowl games that Boise State and the rest of the group of five are involved in, I don't think they're going to feel as much impact because they don't get much of the trickle down anyway. They're not dealing with uh, increasingly many power five teams in bowl games a- against a group of five opponents. So I think that'll probably continue on. The, the stronger bulls are always going to survive in the cities that support them and the- in the communities that have access to to be able to support college football so i know that's a little confusing but i think it's even going to be more detailed and confusing as we uh, move forward Uh, but i do think it's a a positive thing now on the other end of the spectrum in terms of what's positive or not let me talk about the name image and likeness uh, legislation which is coming our way we think one way or the other uh idaho of course is in a different situation and how they're handling this whole thing it feels like to me that the state of idaho has their hands full with a lot of other things Uh, i want to get into alcohol at albertson stadium too in just about five or six minutes but when it comes to the name image and likeness in in the state of idaho at least there's company there's other states that have not done anything there's plenty of states who have launched uh Their own laws, and they're going to go into effect before any federal law comes into effect. It may take till 2022 for any federal law to get going. So, you know, in the meantime, if you look around and see who's doing something right now, why uh, Colorado State and Air Force are okay, uh, they've passed legislation that goes into effect in 2023. Uh, New Mexico's in, California will be in in 2023 uh, with their own legislation. Nevada will be in in 2022. So uh, New Mexico starts sooner than anybody else. They just don't really have a, a school there and a, a team that can really take advantage of their name, image, and likeness. They can start paying guys right away. Uh, they have their own legislation and, and they'll do what they want. Uh, Hawaii, Idaho, Utah, and Wyoming, their state legislative bodies have done nothing. Uh, they're all content to wait to see what the federal government comes up with and sort of not not get involved in in that now. I I think, you know, it's reflective of course of the of the level of commitment on some level in some of these states, Hawaii and Idaho specifically probably distracted by many other more important matters because of COVID. You know, even Wyoming facing a different future with the way energy is being handled in the next uh, you know, presidential run here and and how the oil and gas community is going to be affected and I don't know enough about Utah. They have some big-time aspirations, so I was a little surprised that Utah had not put together their own name, image, and likeness legislation, but they haven't. And so there they are just sitting there. You know What kind of advantage will New Mexico have by starting with their own legislation? Probably not much. Uh, but California, Colorado, 2023, uh, that'll be a big advantage. But you would think something federally would be done by then. Uh, the other big states with big schools, they're going to get rolling here in a couple of months. So they're not going to wait for anything or anybody. Uh, of course, Boise State did at least make this announcement about the company that they're working with, the influencer group. Uh, it's an interesting idea. Uh, this is an app that the kids are going to be given. Uh, on this app, uh, they'll have access to video and logos, and uh, that will also give them sort of An instruction manual on when to post information, where to post information, how to post information to Instagram, to Twitter, to Facebook, to whatever uh, media that the athlete feels it's going to do the most amount of good, reach the most amount of people, and frankly, from the athlete's perspective, make them the most amount of money. So... One implication of all of this that I can see already is when the school asks the athlete to do an interview with the media, it's been years and years now where the athletes at Boise state on average are really coached up on how to go through an interview and not say anything. And I don't think a lot of consumers find it too interesting. Um, so if it gets even more so worse than that, where the kids start saying, well, follow me on Twitter and I'll say this, or uh, they'll use the, if they use the, the mass media as promotional pieces to promote to their own websites, their own social media accounts, that's not going to work for long. Um, so I don't quite understand what is going to happen with that relationship. Some of the interviews that kids are obligated to do now carry sponsorships, and those are university sponsorships, especially in the radio and TV environments with their coaches' shows and their pre- and post-game shows. Will kids get more selective and say, why should they give it to you for free? I ain't getting anything out of that. I'm going to put it on my own account. If I have something to say, I'll put it out on my own account. I want to make the money on that, and there's legislation to back me now. I think we're just coming for a big change in in how this all works. I always felt we would get here. I've always felt that the way J.J. Watt handled his leaving of the Texans in Houston was the way everybody's going to get, and that's I'll do it myself. I'm not going to call a press conference so that you guys can get the attention, uh, you guys being the media or you guys being the school. I'll do it through my own account on my own terms, so that I get the attention, I get the followers, and I get the money, and that's what it's coming down to. I don't know that that's bad or good. I think it's a different tactic. What kind of interviews that leaves the media with? That's to be determined. Maybe a kid will be convinced uh, that he'll it'll increase his reach. Well, I'm looking at. Ratings of television and newspaper readership that don't tell me that's what people are looking for in those environments. And specifically, if the kids aren't saying anything, uh, I don't know why it would be interesting to even carry. That's a different point. That's probably a, a, an argument for a different day. Lastly, this brings me to a point where we're, we've been talking about the idea of a free pour of alcohol at Albertson stadium for years and we have the opportunity to get it done. Now it sure looks like we're headed towards an increased capacity at Albertson stadium. I would be very surprised if they're not three quarters to all the way, um, full throttle, uh, for games in September and in all of the face of the financial challenges that they're, they're having, uh, And you've got the power to do it as the president now. You've got the blessing of the state board to handle alcohol on your campus the way you see fit. And given the fact that really right now, where Dr. Trump's relationship is at with the state legislator uh, body uh, being up in the air, I don't know specifically about what her relationship is like with the state board of education. I do believe those are separate individuals. They don't look at everything the same way that a state legislative person would from whatever part of the state. There may be some similarities. So I think she's in a position where, why not? It, it would help us financially. These are responsible adults. And yeah, we're, we're going to do it. Uh, maybe they do it quietly. But uh, I think now is the time. you got a new athletic director who's got experience uh, around the country and working with schools that have gone through this already. And you've got a new president where you you, you got the money that's needed. I think it's well past time to get this done at Albertson Stadium. Well, it's past time for this as well. Rate, review it, pass it along. There hasn't been a lot of breaking news around Boise State football right now, so that's a good thing. So that's why I hit uh, issues like this, which are moving with the college football playoff, the name, image, and likeness uh, legislation, which isn't going anywhere in Idaho, and uh, hopefully pushing the needle a little bit further towards pouring some beer in Albertson Stadium throughout the stadium or maybe even in more special stadiums. Thanks for joining me. Rate, review it, as I said. Pass it along to a friend. And join me next week here on the Kingdom of Pod. Brought to you by Bet Online. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.